welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasirkal, aloha, hola, ciao, and bonjour. It's really, really good to be back with you. And I have another very special guest with me today. And it's Jacqueline Kane, who is a master energy healer. And I'm so happy you're here with us today, Jacqueline. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. Yes. And I will have you jump right in and tell us more about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Um, So I am a master energy healer and I guide women to uncover their hidden energetic and karmic blocks that keep them in physical, emotional, financial pain. I use my uncover the root cause process to unravel negative thoughts and clear limitations. So I believe that every every human being right now is not really living their authentic lives because we are carrying the energy of our ancestors and that sets us up to have certain ailments, certain energetic blocks. We've been conditioned a certain way. And when we have awareness around that, then we can decide, okay, which which pattern do I want to hold on to? Or which one do I want to let go of? Yeah. Ways to let it go. Yeah. Can you give an example of what holding on to this kind of ancestral energy could look like uh, in terms yeah. of my experience of it in, in my life and body today? Yeah. So first ancestral energy is the unresolved emotional issues of our ancestors that's been passed down so i find that it impacts our ability to live a pain-free energized life it impacts our wealth ability to create wealth and income our ability to have deep connected relationships and our ability to stand in our power so for example if we look at the health um You know, those families who say arthritis runs in our family, that's just the way it is. Or our family has low back problems or heart conditions. That's just the way it is. That's a sign that an emotion has been passed down and it's stored in the physical body. And over generations of generations of not clearing it, that that energy can get worse from one generation to the next, Mm. right? And I think that's why we have so many, uh, so many people coming up with rare diseases, unknown, can't figure it out, right? If the doctor can't figure it out, that's really good because it hasn't set into the physical body yet, Uh right? Yeah. But, But when they can't find something, 
or they don't understand it. It's it's an energy energy problem. Mm. But if you go to a doctor, they're trying you're trying to get a diagnosis. And some people will go from one doctor to the next trying to find a diagnosis. Yes. Right? Yes. I have Would you rather be healed or would you rather have a diagnosis? <laughs> right. I mean, that's the that's the, I think one of the big issues in the way medicine gets practiced in the West that there's so much emphasis on diagnosis and the diagnosis also is really focusing on sort of finding the name you can give the thing and how it's functioning at uh at, at the biological level in terms of what kind of chemical imbalance you have or hormonal imbalance you have or is something visibly broken you know that you can see in an x-ray or ultrasound or you know something like that but it doesn't truly get to the root cause of why you have that damage in the first place assuming you can even find any physical evidence of it through these kinds of mechanisms of blood tests and x-rays and you know things like that and um and so often even when you get a disease of that sort identified by name they're like oh yeah we we don't actually know know why it's existing in your body we just know that it is and uh, we can't really cure it we don't really have a cure for it but we can help you manage symptoms or some of the symptoms yes and even like pain management i have a lot of clients who come in with physical pain mm. and there one woman said to me well jacqueline i know you do pain management i'm like no i don't like the word pain management whoever came up with the word pain management is not about managing your pain i help people get out of pain there is a way to heal the physical pain so that you don't feel it so many of my clients are well can stay Oh my god, I didn't have that low back pain for 7 weeks after a session or I had my first pain-free day, right? Yeah. We don't have to manage our pain when you understand energy, when you understand the emotions, and that's what's missing in our healthcare system. They don't talk about energy. They don't talk about your emotions, your feelings. Yeah. It's the emotions and it's a lot of that suppressed emotions. Oh. right that comes out as physical pain with the people with women like fibromyalgia autoimmune arthritis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those women a lot of them give and do for everybody and they're depleted energetically mm. and so their body is depleted yeah and when you understand that then you use tools and techniques okay how do you build your energy up yes right yeah and how do you start speaking up and how do you start saying no yeah when you're tired and you can't do one more thing right as women we we are so good at overdoing it and we're so good at taking care of family and friends 
but we're not always good at taking care of the most important person, and that's you. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I oftentimes think about in my culture and right now by my culture, I'm talking about like my Indian Pakistani Asian culture. Um, that's where my family is from in terms of our ethnic background you know we have this teaching or this expectation of when things are working in the most amazing ideal way that we want them to work in our culture what happens is that i spend all of my time and energy taking care of you and other people in my life that I love and care about. But then you and other people in my life spend their time and energy taking care of me. And so it sort of balances out. Like you take care of me, I take care of you. And in fact, this is actually seen as one of the the ways of how healthy relationships work that I don't think too much about me, but you think lots about me and vice versa. But the fact of the matter is that this is an ideal and it's rarely actual actuality. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, it's, it, it's tough. And, and I, I meditate sometimes and do yoga retreats with, um, people from India and they do well from what I've seen they do honor the women's cycle a lot more than we do in the states and somebody one of my friends had mentioned in tribal communities there there was a lot more support Mm. there was a lot more of everybody helping that child and helping the woman you know when she needed it and we don't have that anymore we at least in the states we don't have that I don't know how it is in other countries, but I know in the States, the women have been taught to, you know, get pregnant, drop that baby, get back to work. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah that's that's really super tough and especially when we're talking about like ancestral trauma and how that impacts our life you know it's sort of like you create this cycle where you know generationally this pattern gets repeated where you know the women they're they're having children but they're not able to stay as present as even they want with their children because they don't have the necessary support they have to go out and work um and and so there's a certain amount of neglect that the children experience and the trauma that comes or the harm that gets done um you know to the child because of that absence of of their parents or you know other adults in their life how many kids are being brought up by the tv you know and and that kind of thing and then and then just that pattern keep if it keeps repeating you know i mean you're just stuck how do we stop it right and i think that's what we're seeing in this generation of aspergers and autism these kids are very highly aware and sensitive and empathic and they have gifts that they can teach us but when we throw them into a chaotic society public schools where there's not enough support for the teacher and it's basically just managing all these kids it's really tough for these kids and i know with my own son because my i i have two kids and one my younger son was young he was on that borderline of autism and aspers but i never wanted to label him so i never gave him that label and i just did natural things to help him um function to be successful because as moms we want all our kids to be successful um and so now you wouldn't even know it because he's in college and he's done very well but he taught me that he just wanted me to be present to him even 5 minutes a day and it would calm him down to know that somebody cared somebody mattered because if they're together remember the if these kids are empathic and we put them into a school system with 20 other kids in a classroom and even more at high school level and middle school it's overwhelming to these kids it's so overwhelming so i had to learn that when he came home he needed downtime it's about just learning what do you need energetically and how can you create an environment that is supportive to you and your family yeah yeah that is such an excellent point and man i i i can keep giving examples from my own life and experience of people suffering from physical disease and pain but really the root cause of it was a mental emotional unresolved issue or trauma and once you know you work on it uh on healing that trauma that unresolved uh mental emotional issue that's when you begin to experience the relief i mean i've had that happen certain my life and you know so many other people in my family and friend circles and clients that i work with uh so i i guess i'm feeling like we have a good understanding or 
we've talked quite a bit now about the root cause of, of the problem. And, and so what can we begin to do about it? Um, like, what are some, some bits of wisdom that you have to share with us on, on how we can, on how we can begin to help ourselves? Yeah. So first we have to have awareness. If you, if you look at your areas, look at your health, is it where you want it to be? Yeah. Are you living with a health condition um, and you haven't found a solution? How does it make you feel? Like really get in touch, get in, in your body. So many times we're in our heads because we don't want to feel. So when you get into your body, how does it make you feel? And when you think of that emotion, who else in your family carried that emotion? And are you carrying it for that family member, right? So awareness is the first step. Maybe you don't have pain, but you have a lot of emotional stuff. Again, who's carrying that? If we look at your finances, who else in your family um, had money problems, right? And debt, and maybe they, um, maybe they tried to be, have a business and they went bankrupt or just something happened or money was stolen. Is that a, some, a pattern that's been passed down? So looking at your patterns, look at what happens when you go after your dreams. Is it easy? Do you achieve your results and your goals that you desire easily and effortlessly? Or are you sabotaging them? And what comes up because it's not comfortable? Where we want to go is not comfortable, right? So what is it? For me recently, there was another, my mother was, was raised in Sardinia, Italy during World War II. She was a child. Her father was away fighting the war and her mother was home on a tiny island in a tiny village, um, taking care of her children with German soldiers walking around. So, you know, when I, when I see everything that's happening in the world, I'm like, this, this, is what my grandmother must have experienced, right? So that's a lot of fear to suppress. And if I have a belief that nothing will change, where did that belief come from? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. My mother was going through, when my mother was going through her health issues, I take her to the doctor and every time I bring her, she'd say, there's nothing they can do nothing they can do she'd repeat this over and over again it was so ingrained in her right but that's what she's experienced and for her that's truth mm -hmm. but that truth is in me yeah in my children it'll be in my grandchildren it'll be in everybody going forward so i've got to clear that so first it's awareness oh my gosh that's what i believe about this situation yeah right? I hear my mother saying that all the time. First step is awareness. And then what are your tools to, to heal that? Yes. Right. And that could be a wide range of things to do. Indeed. And, and I'm so um, like happy that you mentioned awareness at the, as the first step, because I know I have been through like a lot of, 
programs uh, that are aimed at improving our mental health and sort of in, in my case because I was like so focused on learning how to be happy uh, and oftentimes what I found was that the programs would start with something like okay let's begin to work on our uh, mindset in terms of how can you create a more empowered mindset a more positive mindset right and I'm like okay okay and that definitely helps and it's definitely I think a necessary step in the process of how we heal and grow uh, at a mental emotional level but if that's the first step that you are sort of jumping into I think you leave a lot of things that have to be taken care of and you haven't taken care of them because you haven't worked on the awareness piece for it. Yes. <laughs> I use the joke, you know, um, if I put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig, right? <laughs> I can't, and being the happiness coach for you, you know, that's sometimes so hard to be happy. There's so many things in front of that, especially right now. There's so many other things that people could stop themselves and make excuses for why it's so hard to be healthy, happy. Yeah. 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 And I also really appreciated what you just uh, were sharing about how noticing if you're experiencing ease because experiencing ease is not just a goal to strive for but actually it's also an indication it's a it's feedback mm -hmm. from the universe from your own inner self that you are on the right track and yes. if you're not experiencing ease that's feedback that there's somewhere that you've gone off track and and you need to figure out how, where that is and, and take corrective action yes and not ease can show up when you're actually making progress mm. it can show up when you're frustrated yeah. or it can show up when you are making huge progress and you're scared because oh. you're really going to achieve success <laughs> yes oh that's right that is so true and sometimes that's when i find like for example when you're actually achieving success and then you the the fear crops up like that was like for me it really threw me off i was like what in the world is going on here because i used to hear people talk about the fear of success and i was like i don't believe it why would anyone be afraid of success? It doesn't make any sense until I experienced it. Really threw me, threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff doesn't make sense logically. It absolutely doesn't make sense logically. But even, you know, the, uh, the inner saboteur, the inner critic, they show up when to, to protect us on some level, but they're protecting us from the behavior of a child. Ugh. That's how old they are, right? Mm. 
So it's about up leveling all of these inner voices and living our lives with the enlightened voices that are inside of us, but we don't, we don't spend much time with them. (laughs) So can you put that in the context of the example of someone for whom this fear of success has just cropped up? Uh, What does that child's voice sound like? And then what would the enlightened voice sound like? Oh, that's great. So, well, the uh, the saboteur voice would be um, okay. So, say you you have a business, and somebody came along and said, "Oh my gosh, let's do this. Uh, let's collaborate on this, and we can do all of these things and impact so many more people." But I could be saying, "I don't trust you." There's something wrong with you. My skeptic can show up and say, nope, uh, I'm not going to do it. So it could actually um, find something wrong with something that could really be impactful. Even if we look at our health, um, you know, I say to people, I've had clients who were able to get out of pain that they've had for 17 years. When I'm talking to a prospective client, they could say, well, that's impossible. It's physical, Jacqueline. How does that work? You can't help me, right? So that's that part of themselves believing and being and not trusting me and not being open to try something new. So it's kind of like a temperature gauge. You know, in the te- temperature in your house, you set it at a certain temperature. And then when the temperature goes down, it kicks in. Well, we have our own inner temperature gauge. It's about our level of comfort. So we are comfort, comfortable at a certain way of living, a certain level of success, a certain income level. So, and a certain way to feel in our body, to, to believe that I am powerful and I can actually heal myself. So when you push against that and it's energetic, right? It's subconscious. This isn't something you see. It's a subconscious programming. Things show up to distract you when you're actually making progress. Man, that was, thank you for sharing that. And you just made me think about one of the things I was learning. um, There's actually research on when you are unhappy how other people relate and respond to you. So, you know, there's lots of surveys that have been done uh, where, you know, the researchers will ask a question like, okay, how happy are you? How happy are you? And, you know, various times. And on average, the vast, vast majority of people falls like on a scale of one to 10 with one being completely miserable and unhappy and 10 being extremely amazingly happy most people will fall somewhere between six to eight on the scale so they're not depressed they're somewhat happy but there's room to grow and what happens is that research shows that if you fall below the six to eight 
threshold on the happiness scale and the other people around you are on that six to eight um, threshold or part of the of the scale because most people are they will actually do whatever they can whatever they know to try and help you and pull you back up so you 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 are very likely to receive good support to get you back up to that six to eight part of the happiness scale range but if you begin to go beyond eight you start to live in the eight to ten part of the scale of how happy you are other people actually start to have negative reactions towards you where they begin to look at you they're like you've got your hand head in the sand you're being unrealistic you're why are you so happy why are you smiling what's the reason you know like they begin to question your your happiness and why you're happy and it just doesn't feel real to them and they think there's something wrong yes <laughs> with you because you're so happy and um and then their behavior actually even though they don't mean to hurt you or make you unhappy or harm you but their behavior sort of shifts and changes in a way that unless you're very careful about about it your happiness levels begin to drop until you get back in that six to eight range where everyone's used to and comfortable mm -hmm. yeah so you must see this a lot then in your business huh yeah i do and this was yeah. actually something that my happiness coach like literally warned me about when i was training with her to become a happiness coach myself where she was like this is a real thing like you know this is a real thing and she also uh, talked about how you know as you keep practicing growing in your own happiness <clears throat> you will actually become so happy so peaceful <laughs> People for sure think you're crazy if you actually express all of that outwardly all the time. And so you have to actually learn to sort of uh, be appropriate in in your behavior. For so you don't you don't bring yourself down at an inner actual mental emotional level, but you have to learn to. Sort of tone down your behavior to make it socially appropriate, you know, because otherwise, you know, you're just always ending up in a situation where other people are getting frustrated and disturbed and irritated and um, just, you know, being like, what's wrong with her? And yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and because because there's some there's something missing inside of themselves, and they don't like to feel that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most people don't feel okay. Yeah. So you're pointing out more of them not feeling okay. Yeah. Without without doing anything, just being yourself. Right. I do find that we, when we clear the energy, because I've experienced that, um, and I find that the more 
energy clearings I do, like that shifts. Yeah. Because when that happens, it's still a part of you not right. not feeling safe to be you. Mm. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And I think that's the other thing, right? That behind the... Like we talk a lot about the comfort zone, but really underlying our wanting to stay in the comfort zone is really our need to feel safe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, if you go on Facebook, it'll prove that over and over again, right? Somebody puts on their, uh, oh, poor me, Poe, send me love, and it will have a thousand comments, right? Compared to somebody who goes out there and says, oh my God, I'm feeling awesome. And I ha- I can help you too. Crickets, right? Most of the world feels is not okay. They don't feel okay. And they don't, not everybody's ready to shift that or to look at themselves. Yeah. And there's also just the, those trust issues. Like even if you see someone or hear someone saying, hey, I'm doing amazingly and I can help you. Are you able to trust that? Because there's also, unfortunately, a lot of people who are just putting up fake fronts. Yes. And that's a big issue too. A lot of people have have gotten burned or bought programs and they didn't get the results. That there wasn't any depth to it. So... Yeah, there's a lot of that too. Use car salesmen, I call them, of selling things that they can't really produce the product. Yeah. It makes it hard for people who really can. So what do we do in that situation? Well, it's about testimonials. Sometimes it's better, um, not that I say I can help them. We'll go talk to this person or read this Mm. testimonial or read this one. Um, check out the video testimonials, all people, the results people have had. Don't go on what I say. Yeah. And, and the work I do also, and probably you too, is about helping people start trusting themselves, trusting your own inner guidance, Mm -hmm. because believe it or not, we are powerful. Yes. You have the power to heal yourself. You have the power to change your situation. You have the power to create amazing relationships, love, happiness, right? Yes. And in this context, we also have the power to be able to tell the difference between who is truly trustworthy and who is not. Like our heart can connect with their energy and sense Mm -hmm. their energy and know whether that energy matches ours or not, uh, how positive or negative it is, um, how high or low it is in its vibration, you know? So, um, yeah. Okay, can you give us like one tip or one bit of wisdom for how we can begin to increase our self-trust? Oh, yes. Hmm. Well, sometimes there's muscle testing you can do. Um, a lot of times it's really getting out of the head, right? 
get down in the body. So I usually tell people to take three deep breaths and bring that breath all the way down your body into your toes. Like feel your feet on the floor or in your shoes. And when you've done that, like throughout the day, feel my feet, feel my feet, get in my body. What am I feeling? And trust your gut. If you're having a conversation and there's something icky going on in your stomach, like, I can't trust this. You trust that with all your heart. Compare it to having a conversation with a friend that you do trust and that you get excited about and you're, maybe you're inspired and you do things. That's the energy of alignment. Mm. That's the creative energy. Yes. So decide and, and focus in on where, which energy are you feeling when you're with certain people in your life? Yes. And you just made me think about the fact also that sometimes the person is trustworthy and good and what they're suggesting is totally fine from their perspective for their situation for their context but it just may not be the right thing for you and so sometimes if you are feeling a little dissonance or you get that gut feeling of no i don't want to follow this person or do what they're asking me to do it may not be an issue of that person being wrong or untrustworthy it may just be that the the particular path that they're recommending is not the right path for you yeah and it may not be right in this moment yeah may not be right today maybe it'll be right next next month or a year from now but you ask those questions keep asking those questions and then tune into what what's the answer that you get in your body yes okay awesome so on that amazing note that amazing bit of wisdom sharing from you i think we will begin to wrap up for today do you have any last words uh, or thoughts that you would like to share with us just that everybody has the ability to heal those people who do it take action so wherever you are in life there is have faith and trust and hope that it is possible to shift and that you are powerful you are worthy and so 100% with you on that Jacqueline and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and these amazing um, ideas with us and for you our listener Uh, please make sure you click on the show notes after we're done in just a few seconds because we are going to be sharing Jacqueline's links and my links so that you can connect with us whenever you're ready for it and whenever you want some help and support so just go ahead and go click on those show notes and uh, until we connect next time I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy (laughs) 